It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, it is episode number 212 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. And it is finally here. It is NFL Draft Week, the week that many of you have been looking forward to all year long. It's just part of the NFL calendar for me. It's always interesting. It's always fun. It's always exciting. It's always overwhelming because it's impossible to get to know all of these prospects in the detail that you really and ideally want to get to know them. Uh, in the amount of time that you have, and when you're dealing with 17 other different things uh, on your menu. Uh, But we try and give you an overlook. We try and give you a snapshot. We try and give you as much information as we can. We try and analyze it, and we try and break it down as best as we possibly can, both before, during, and after the NFL draft. And that's what we'll do here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Again, it is episode number 212. I am your host, Chris Russell. Good to have you aboard. Hope you had a great weekend. As we record this, it's Monday morning uh, on the East Coast of the United States. And that means, again, Thursday night's first round is inching closer. And really, while there's a lot of intrigue in the first round, if you think there's a lot of intrigue and unknowns in the first round, wait till you get to the second round. Because it depends not only on what you do with the number 15 overall pick, if you're the Redskins, but it also, of course, depends on what 32 other teams wind up doing with those picks ahead. And it might not be 32 different teams. Of course, some teams like the Giants and other teams that might trade back in have multiple first-round picks. The Raiders have multiple first-round picks, so on and so forth. But you get my point. So let's start with this. Um... I did want to remind you that, for whatever it's worth, I made a pick for the Redskins in the mock draft that we did for the Locked On NFL podcast. Now, the guys put together a great series over the course of last week, five different days, about an hour each day uh, of all the picks, all the analysis from the college side, the NFL side, the pro side, all of that stuff. It's all available on the Locked On NFL channel and podcast. So our pick, the Redskins pick, was at number 15 overall, and it was the Wednesday edition, April 17th, dated. So you can go back and check that out. And it was Cleveland Farrell. From Clemson. Seemed like the guys uh, and the reaction was fairly positive. Um, I guess the greatest resistance may have been why I didn't take a wide receiver. And certainly since I recorded that, now in full disclosure, I had to record that about a week and a half-ish ago, maybe two weeks ago. I probably come around to the fact that it's likely the Redskins will take a wide receiver just as much as they would take a quarterback or an edge rusher, which I think is the most popular sentiment 
that those three positions, the 15th overall pick will come out of those three particular positions. But I wanted to at least play back my reasoning and rationale for taking Cleveland Farrell from Clemson. That was part of the From the War Room perspective that was provided again on the Locked On NFL podcast, um, team by team by team in the first round. Again, all the archived episodes are up there right now. Locked On NFL, you can hear all the reaction. Again, from my pick of Cleveland Farrell for the Redskins at number 15 overall in the Wednesday, April 17th edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. But here's my spin on Cleveland Farrell for a couple of minutes from Clemson and why I chose to go there as opposed to not going wide receiver, quarterback, um, even corner. And again, a lot of it and what people don't ever realize and think about is you don't know what's going to be there. You certainly don't know at 15. You know at 1, you don't know at 15. You have an idea at 2 or 3, you don't know at 15. So a lot of this is subject to change. But here was my spin on Cleland Farrell of Clemson, the guy that I picked, edge pass rusher, to be the Redskins' number 15 overall pick. As you guys know, the Washington Redskins have not been good enough. They've been competitive, but a lot of injuries and some bad decisions have eaten away uh, at our depth. So we have a lot of needs to try and fill with a nine-pick draft for the Washington Redskins. So my needs were, as such, quarterback, wide receiver, edge, pass rusher, cornerback, another safety, and left guard. Yeah. Nothing to fill, right? So here we go. Again, I thought I was going to get major value with Ohio State quarterback Dwayne Haskins dropping to 15, but instead the Miami Dolphins ruined my plans at 13, and they took him. Now, I did talk to the Dolphins uh, about a possible move up, but they wanted to take Haskins because of the value that he represented, again, at 13, which clearly makes sense, and they wanted a little bit too much, and again, I can't surrender Uh, too much in order to take a gamble on a young quarterback at the number 15 overall pick I could still go quarterback and take Drew Locke or I could take Daniel Jones from Duke I could go wide receiver with A.J. Brown from Ole Miss or his teammate D.K. Metcalf or how about Hakeem Butler ultimately this decision for me came down to a battle between Greedy Williams the cornerback out of LSU because I don't really love Josh Norman with the Redskins moving forward. If he's on the roster this year, it will be the final year. But because I have a bigger need at edge pass rusher, and because there's been a major run, I'm going to go with Cleland Farrell of Clemson. Clemson University. Why? Well, it's a huge position of need, again, obviously, with Preston Smith gone. Ryan Anderson, a second-round pick two years ago from the University of Alabama. is a good run stopper, had a pretty good year last year in a limited role, but is not a great pass rusher. Pernell McPhee is an unrestricted free agent. Young Casanova McKenzie showed some potential last year, uh, but he got hurt, and that kind of stunted his development. The other reason why I'm going feral here is because there was a big-time run on edge pass rushers with Nick Bosa, Montez Sweat, Josh Allen, Brian Burns, and Rashawn Gary off the board. So I'm getting really thin at the position, and I don't know if I can get somebody of high value at number 46 overall in the second round. So I have to maybe take a little bit of a leap of faith here. 
He's a top five talent at the position, played for a football factory powerhouse. We have taken uh, Alabama's Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne the last two years. And here you have it. Cleveland Farrell is the Redskins pick at number 15 overall. All right, so that's my spin on Cleveland Farrell out of Clemson again and why I went with him. Now, again, in fairness, in fairness, because of the timeline that that project had to be complete by, I've probably come around to looking at more of a wide receiver option with the number 15 overall pick. But again, so much of it depends on who's there, who's not there. And there's plenty of prospects that the Redskins have met and shown interest in. Now, we're going to run down that prospect list here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 212 uh, because we've got a lot of names on it and a lot of different notations that Walter Football put out. want to get to that uh, as well. We're also going to get to this. Peter King has his mock draft out on Football Morning in America. An interesting pick for the Redskins as well. What could be happening at the top of the draft that might directly have an impact on the Washington Redskins? A story that we've spent a lot of time on. We're going to get to that next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Episode number 212. Don't forget to make sure you follow on Twitter at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins. Also at Locked on NFL Net at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. Good to have you with us. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is episode number 212 of the Locked On Redskins Podcast. Thanks for being with us right here. I am your host, Chris Russell. Uh, As always, you can get all the Locked On Redskins Podcast podcast archives just by uh, checking out all the different links at Locked Redskins is where I post everything. Uh, Also, I try and post everything at Russellmania621, which is my individual Twitter. Uh, You can get past episodes uh, like episode number 211 on Matt Ioannidis' contract extension, as well our analysis and numbers, facts, and figures from episode number 210 of the Locked on Redskins podcast, where the Redskins schedule uh, has been released. Again, just check out the embeddable playlist, especially uh, on the uh, Megaphone podcasting site, uh, which allows you to bring that up as well. Kyler Murray saying no to the Redskins and visiting them. On April 16th, that was episode number 209, we went into all of that. Speaking of Kyler Murray, being that it is NFL Draft Week, and being that we're here, and being that we're all friends, we can just be honest with each other and say, I'm already tired of this guy. I am not looking forward to the defenders and as well the criticism of every little thing he says and every little thing he does, it is going to be a nonstop drama, especially if he's good enough to warrant a lot of hype and a lot of coverage, but yet far from the polished prospect that I think he is and the polished individual that I think he is because I went through this with Robert Griffin the third and it sucked. 
to be honest with you. If you like football, it absolutely sucked. If you like drama, if you like soap operas, if you like interpretation of every little move, word, roll of the eye, facial expression, it is going to be a nightmare. I I just, I'm sorry, I see it over and over and over and over and over and over again. Now, speaking of... Speaking of Kyler Murray, and this is much more important than my spin on it, uh, but this story came out late Sunday night. Before we get to Peter King and what he's doing in the mock draft for both the Redskins and at the top of the draft, before we get to uh, Peter King, what we needed to do was bring up this. Again, for whatever it's worth, which is not a lot, quite honestly. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anybody, uh, but this is a pretty big report. And it's a legitimate NFL reporter, an insider, who certainly has a certain hostility towards a lot of people. So who knows where he got this information from, but I do need to pass it along. I do need to pass it along. And The reason why I need to pass it along is because it makes sense with everything else that everyone's been chirping about and feeling and kind of sensing, and that was that the Arizona Cardinals were not going to go with Kyler Murray with the number one overall pick. We've spent a ton of time on this because of the Josh Rosen factor, and as well to some degree because of Kyler Murray. If Josh Rosen was staying in Arizona, then maybe Kyler Murray was available by trade or some other scenario to the Washington Redskins. Well, CBSSports.com's Pete Prisco reported on Sunday that the Cardinals' ownership floated the idea of drafting Murray to try and generate some excitement among the somewhat dead fan base. Remember, uh, down in Arizona, it used to be a very, very good home crowd atmosphere for the first 10 years or so of that building, um, especially, of course, when they were winning a lot of games, Bruce Arians, and so on and so forth. Last year was completely dead. They stink. They stunk. Everything. Just a lot of things went wrong. So, according to Prisco, the Cardinals are no longer planning to select Kyler Murray with the top pick. Quote, the ownership pushed for Kyler Murray that much I know. I was told that. He said on CBS Sports HQ, which is like a video type, you know, show that CBS runs on their website. Quote, and the reason they did is they were having a hard time selling tickets. Sound familiar? Well, they put it out there, and Arizona was lukewarm to it. So now all of a sudden, they're pulling back from what I've been told. Quote, they're going to go in a different direction. They're not going to draft Kyler Murray. End quote. Hmm. So... Because it didn't go over well with the fan base, because it didn't generate a lot of excitement for tickets. Apparently, the Cardinals ownership is going to make that decision based on that. Or maybe they just weren't convinced that Kyler Murray was the right guy overall. And this is some of the problem when it comes to Kyler Murray and making him the number one overall pick, even though it doesn't cost you the same amount of money that you did. There are many, 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 many factors here that you have to weigh in. The baseball future, the nonchalance, the attitude, the kind of almost conceited arrogance, whatever that is, and however you would describe it, and then the lack of bulk on his frame, quite honestly. At 205, even if he's 205, which he was for the combine, I don't think he'll play at 205, Kyler Murray's not big enough 
to absorb the kind of hits consistently that he's going to take, especially behind a very questionable and has been bad offensive line for three years now. And clearly, Arizona could go a number of different ways, and nobody could really blame them. But a lot of people are going to say they're stupid, they're dumb, they're this, they're that, for not taking the court. They have their quarterback, Josh Rosen. They have the guy that they invested the number 10 overall pick in. And this is what we've been wondering, yelling, screaming, talking, trying to figure out, is why the Arizona Cardinals were so ready to give up on Josh Rosen, number one. Number two, why they were so hell-bent, as everybody thought they were, and again, we never thought they absolutely were. I mean, it was just everybody kind of played connect the dots, and Kyler Murray, the best quarterback in terms of arm talent in the draft, so on and so forth. Cliff Kingsbury said he would love to have him with the number one overall pick, and it just took on a life of its own. Now, again, that doesn't mean because this report happened that They won't change their mind at the last second. Of course they can. And of course they probably will. But right now, if you believe Pete Prisco of CBSSports.com and CBS Sports HQ, they are not taking them. And that, of course, means that Josh Rosen isn't being traded. Never mind to the Redskins. He's not being traded to anybody, which is, by the way, the right move for the Arizona Cardinals. Again, the right move all along. For all the talk about Josh Rosen to the Arizona uh, to the Redskins and the Giants and here and there, the right move all along was to not give up on Josh Rosen if you're the Arizona Cardinals because it was stupid when you invested what you invested in him last year. Not only in terms of time and training and practice and so on and so forth, but also, again, the number 10 overall pick along with a third and a fifth round pick. It made no sense, especially if you weren't going to get wowed, knocked over by at least a first-round pick, at least a first-round pick in return. It made no sense. And I'm glad, at least if you believe Pete Prisco, and if you believe all of the chirpings that have come from Arizona of late, that it seems like they are going to not go in this direction. Now, that being said, we move on. In Peter King's Football Morning in America column, which is available uh, off the Pro Football Talk website and NBCSports.com, He still has Kyler Murray going to the Arizona Cardinals, right? If you believe Steve uh, Steve Summers, longtime radio guy, Kent Summers of the Arizona Republic, who is a longtime Cardinal beat guy, apparently he told uh, Sam Farmer of the LA Times that his pick would be Quinn and Williams of Alabama because they like Josh Rosen and he doesn't see them taking a quarterback in the first round two years in a row, which, again, I agree. Um, And they desperately need to improve their team in the trenches. Now, again, Peter King ultimately goes with Kyler Murray as the number one overall pick for the Arizona Cardinals. Elsewhere, he goes Nick Bosa, edge pass rusher, Ohio State, number two, San Francisco. Ed Oliver, who has certainly climbed back up people's draft boards, number three to the New York Jets. A lot of people think he's an Aaron Donald-like impact player. Number four, he goes with Quinn, Quinn and Williams, the defensive tackle from Alabama to the Oakland Raiders. Number five, Tampa Bay, Devin White, the inside linebacker, from LSU, just a pure tackle machine and a playmaker, downhill assassin. Number six, and this is, I guess, maybe a little bit interesting based on a lot of the mocks that I've seen in that he's still there at this point, but 
this is the way things shake out, at least in Peter King's mind. Josh Allen, the edge rusher, rusher for Kentucky, um, goes with the New York Giants, or goes to the New York Giants. Of course, Dave Gettleman, as we know, has been criticized a bunch. Old school mentality, run the ball, stop the run, get after the quarterback. So that would make some sense. The, the Giants desperately need uh, help after jettisoning a lot of their talent on both offense and defense. Don't forget, they gave up Olivier Vernon, Jason Pierre-Paul, all of that. Um, So you have that situation. Number seven, Jacksonville, TJ Hawkinson, tight end from Iowa. The eighth overall pick, Jawan Taylor, offensive tackle out of Florida, going to the Detroit Lions. At number nine, a tackle combo guard, Jonah Williams, who some people have thought, hmm, good fit for the Redskins. He goes to the Buffalo Bills in Peter King's Football Morning in America draft, mock draft. Number 10, Denver, Devin Bush, the linebacker out of Michigan to help out Vic Fangio and his defense. Number 11, Cincinnati. New head coach, Zach Taylor, Brian Burns, the edge rusher from Florida State. Certainly a very, very, very good athlete. Number 12, Green Bay, Noah Fant, tight end, Iowa. I'm sorry, I can't see TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant going in the top 12 picks. I just can't see it. just can't see it. Number 13, Miami, with their new head coach uh, in Brian Flores. They go defense in Peter Kingsman, football morning in America. Christian Wilkins, the defensive tackle out of Clemson. Go back-to-back Clemson style here with the Atlanta Falcons at number 14 and Dexter Lawrence. Also, again, a defensive tackle and end prospect from Clemson. And that leaves us to the Redskins at number 15. Peter King goes with Dwayne Haskins, quarterback from Ohio State. Listen, If you can get Dwayne Haskins at 15, as much as I'm generally anti-quarterback because you just have to have a quarterback and you need a quarterback and people overdraft quarterback, Dwayne Haskins is not being overdrafted, in my opinion. At number 15, he is falling into your lap at number 15. I don't know if he'll be absolutely a stud. Here's what I know. Highly, highly accurate, good leader, decent mobility, not a run-around type. I don't want to run around tight because they're going to always get injured. I want a quarterback with some mobility in the pocket. I want a quarterback that can actually throw the football with accuracy and ball location. And to me, that's Dwayne Haskins. I think he'll run the RPO good. I think he'll run the the system that Jay Gruden and Kevin O'Connell uh, and Tim Rattay, their new quarterback coach, want him to. If you can get him at number 15, you have to. You have to get him at number 15. So Dwayne Haskins, I think, would be a great pick. Uh, I'm surprised he would be there, but some people have him lasting until that point. Again, I think it would be somewhat reminiscent uh, to Jonathan Allen falling all the way to the Redskins, which nobody thought would happen at number 17. Again, a local prize. Product uh, out of Potomac, Maryland. He could come home after once choosing to go to Ohio State over Maryland. He could come home and play in the shadows of his hometown at FedEx Field for the Washington Redskins. All right, we're going to take a timeout right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. We'll come back and finish it up next. This is episode number 212. Episode number 212. Good to have you aboard with us. 
Thanks for being with us. Don't forget to follow at Locked Redskins on Twitter for all of your latest Redskins information. I'm Chris Russell. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is episode number 212 of the Locked On Redskins Podcast. We're back. We wrap it up like this. I saw this from uh, Scott Barrett at Scott Barrett DFB at Scott Barrett DFB. So credit to him. First, the Redskins are amongst the top two teams in the NFL for the draft that have had the most quarterback visits. Now, visits can be defined as official visits, uh, campus visits, all, all that stuff. So some of the interpretation of this is a little bit loose, but let's just boil it down to this. Only the New York Giants at number 6 and number 17 have had, according to Barrett, more quarterback visits than the Redskins at 11. The Redskins, number 2 on the list amongst NFL teams at number 9, or I should say at 9 quarterback visits. Now, where the Redskins are number 1, interestingly enough, is at wide receiver. According to Barrett, again, at Scott Barrett DFB, they've had 15 wide receiver visits. That's the most in the NFL, according to his tracking. San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan, at number 14, they come in at number two. Now, just to kind of put a bow, if you will, uh, on that, WalterFootball.com has another measurement and tracking system that I wanted to just bring up to you and they have lots of different notations and lots of different names listed and we're not going to be able to get through everybody but for instance at walterfootball.com if you go to the prospects meeting system they have it broken down by team the Redskins have had private visits and just east-west meetings and reports and combine meetings with a number of different athletes, but just to kind of illustrate where we're at, okay, and some of the names that you may have forgotten about because everybody knows that they've met with all the quarterbacks. But A.J. Brown, the wide receiver from Ole Miss. Hakeem Butler, the wide receiver from uh, Iowa State. A lot of people like. We mentioned Paris Campbell last week, another private visit. So that's three right there if you look at the wide receiver position. Right. If you look at the quarterback position, again, we we already know that they've met with a ton of guys in terms of Ryan Finley, Will Greer, uh, Daniel Jones, um, Dwayne Haskins, everybody on that list. We know we know that Kyler Murray would not meet with them at Redskins Park as scheduled last week. Some interesting names on this list before we run out of time. Chris Lindstrom, the guard from Boston College. That was a private visit. Um, I also think, I also, and and they do list Kyler Murray as having a private visit, but he did, ultimately it was scheduled. He did not come. Dalton Risner, 
offensive tackle guard, a private visit, plus they met with him at the Senior Bowl. Um, I think that's another very interesting name to, to, to keep an eye on. Uh, also, they have not met with DK Metcalf, according to WalterFootball.com, since the combine. Now, I don't know what that tells you, but it tells me something. Hard to believe that you would meet with a kid and draft him at number 15 if you haven't met with him since. Now, maybe that's some subterfuge. I don't know, but I'm not doing that. I can tell you that. Not in today's day and age. Another name to keep an eye on that's kind of an interesting name is Titus Howard, an offensive tackle from Alabama State. They met with him at the Senior Bowl, and they had a private visit with him. Small school, good athlete, not a first-round pick, obviously, but somebody to keep an eye on. The Redskins generally like to do things that aren't going to always make sense Right on the top, I, I trust Kyle Smith. If Kyle Smith's truly making the evaluations and the decisions, I don't trust everybody there. I trust Kyle Smith. Um, so I'll leave it at that. We'll go into maybe some more of these names and all the machinations um, throughout the week here. Uh, but just to kind of keep this on time and on track because we had so many other things, uh, we will be pumping out as many episodes as we possibly can this week. Please download, please share, please spread the love. Uh, thanks for being with us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.